What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You listening to another edition of Casio's Cut? Hey, Cam, look at me. Let's burn down the school with gasoline. Say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Say, white trash. White trash. Hey, Cam, it's party time. Get out the jams like the MC5. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate everybody who has caught up and listened to every episode. We want to thank you. And for those of you who are just joining us and about to binge and catch up, thank you as well. Thank you to the, for the past couple episodes, DJ Lewis. Always wild to have him in. I uh, would definitely have him in again. He was so fun, so entertaining. Good to hang out with my buddies like that. Also, thank everybody for listening to the P.O. Box episode. I hope you watched that as well on the, the YouTube uh, we had wild animals, we had disguises, we've had everything here in the past few episodes. We hope you check it out if you have not done so already. You can watch episodes on YouTube uh, as soon as we get them up. You can also make sure you follow us on social media and see behind the scenes things as well. And that is all at Casio's Cut. C-A-S-I-O-S-C-U-T. You can find us on uh, Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, and you can find us on Instagram, all at Casio's Cut. And like we said, just type in Casio's Cut, and you should see the YouTube channel pop up. Be sure you subscribe to that. That will be greatly appreciated. And if you watch any of them, go ahead and click that like button. Leave some comments. Let us know your favorite parts of each episode, and we can interact together there on YouTube as well. Uh, Speaking of the P.O. Box, it is already getting full again, so I imagine in just a few more episodes we'll do a part three, and if you want to be a part of that, go ahead and send us anything. It is turning out to be one of my favorite episodes to do, just seeing whatever chaos you guys put in the box. They are called What's in the Box episodes, and you can mail anything to our P.O. Box that you want. Casio's Cut, P.O. Box 19065, Huntsville, Alabama, 35804. That's Casio's Cut. Mail it to P.O. Box 19065, Huntsville, Alabama, 35804. That'll get right to us. I don't open those until we record them live, so you never know what is going to happen on the audio and the video for those, so be sure to check those out and get us your packages if you want to be a part of the next one. Also, I encourage you, uh, some of you guys that are sending them in, actually a lot of them, they don't have any notes with it. I don't know if you're ordering it from somewhere and sending it in, but if you do have a chance to put a note with it, let us know uh, about you, where you're from, how you found us, uh, why you're sending us, what you're sending us, uh, so we can all be together and uh, get the word out and kind of know a story. Or you can do like everybody else has been doing, or most people, and leave it blank, and it's just chaos when we open it, and we have no idea why you send us these mysterious things. So... Uh, With all that being said, we're coming to you again live, uh, this time from Panama City Beach. And uh, this is a part two with my buddy Jimbo Wood, my co-host on Rocket 95.1, my radio show in Huntsville. Uh, He is my co-host, and we had stories from Jimbo um, 
a few episodes ago, and you guys have been clamoring for a part two because he didn't get to all the stories. We knew he had some stories left in the chamber. I think he even might have some more after this one, but hope you guys enjoy it. We are having fun. Uh, you'll hear a cast of voices, possibly. It is me and it's Jimbo. Uh, we also bring in Jimbo's uh, long, long-time friend, Paul. And, of course, Big Booty Judy is in the background as well. So it is. we're having fun. We were on vacay, decided to knock this out uh, in our hotel room. So we had a fun time and appreciate you listening and hope you like Jimbo Wood Part 2. Mm. Jimbo back in the house, of course, my morning show co-host for, we just passed our eight years. No, nine years. Nope, seven years. 2012 to 2019. Seven. What's that math? Seven. Seven. Okay. We're now the longest running morning show ever on the rocket. On the rocket. That's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. I've been there since the beginning. That is a fact. Um, so we are uh, coming. And the highest rated. See, why don't be throwing jabs. We're the highest rated. I'm just saying. I don't know if we can say that. There's rules now. Oh, that's right. Might want to edit that now out. I have to do editing. Might want to restart. We're number one rated in our Among Friends and Family poll. Okay, good. Good call. That's what you were talking about, right? Yes, I was. I was not referring to any sort of radio <laughs> ratings or anything. <laughs> no. Just my mama's heart. That's all I was talking about. <laughs> Jimbo Wood, a radio veteran. Uh, we say it all the time. You started radio in what year? 1979 slash 80. So, you know. I was born 1979. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. I've been doing this as long as this guy's been on the earth. Yeah. And now we ended up together at Rocket 95.1 in Huntsville. Right now, we're coming to you live from Panama City Beach. So we've had some vacation beverages. Yeah, well, well, that's going to be a thing. That's going to be a fact most every time you hear from us. And uh, Big Booty Judy's in the room. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you still on that. Yeah. So she <laughs> Judy was blown away by Bobby Smiles. Big Booty Judy just dropped a Bobby Smiles reference. Hey, she makes me do the laugh. Uh, she made me do it well, this morning on our show. People that didn't hear episode one yet do do the laugh. Well, this takes a lot out of me. Hang on, yeah. I got to. This comes from the diaphragm. It's the nose. <clears throat> Bobby Smiles is an old radio character you used to it's do. A character I used to do in the eighties, um, and uh, it was pretty popular. And he had a special sort of unique laugh. And here, here was here was his laugh that Judy is fascinated by. Right, she did it today. Off and on 15 times. So pause this if you haven't. Pause it. Go back. Listen to the first show with Jimbo that we did. He's, he tells you the whole background and, yeah. and how it became to be on the radio uh, back in the 80s. And it was his character, Bobby Smiles. And at the end, you said, hey, he had a very distinct laugh. And we talked you into doing the laugh. Mm. And you gave us this speech again last time. It just takes a lot out of you. It does. And you don't know if you can do it. And it sounds better on the phone. And then when you actually do it, you knock it out of the park and everybody collapses. So, <laughs> Listen to Judy. She's there. It knocks her out every time. <laughs> the Bobby Smiles out of the park. laugh needs to be a ringtone downloadable. <laughs> if I make it for a dollar, will you let me split it with you? Sure. If I turn that into a ringtone? Absolutely. <laughs> See, yours is more high pitched. 
Yours is more high pitch. I know. That's, that was the thing. Let's do them together. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Judy's out of her mind. Okay. Are we allowed to say your name? Should you be incognito tonight? What should we call? What was his nickname? This is what my is, no. This is my buddy Paul. He's he was. We went to college together. Um, Paul's family. Paul and his family live here now. Did you tell everybody we're, we're in Panama? We're in broadcasting live from Canada. Uh, okay. We don't. He's got. He knows too much. People can't know where he's at now. Uh, he's in witness protection right now. He's in witness protection. Paul and I have been friends for since college. Thirty. Years, Does he have 40. a shareable nickname? Me? Yeah. No. Wait, you didn't have a nickname or it just wasn't terrible? He had a college nickname, but it pissed him off every time anybody said it. I so know. we don't need to push that button. Oh, no, don't. We're not here to push buttons. All right. Well, y'all every, are. We ran out of time. Yeah, we ran out of time last time we talked to get all your stories in. Some of them we even wanted to be on that first episode that we got too caught up and forgot. Yeah. And so people have been asking, hey, when are we getting some more part two of Jimbo Woods? So now is the time. So we talked about Bobby Smiles. We talked about your radio days. Um, did we, we, we have to tell your Dave Grohl story. This was uh, one we wanted to share last time. A fascinating story about the time you got to meet Dave Grohl. Yeah, that was... <clears throat> that that um, that was around 2008 ish, when Foo Fighters were on a giant world tour and they they were on RCA Records label at the time and the RCA rep was is still a friend of mine and he called up and he goes hey listen, um, the band is offering a 15 minute interview with Dave, meet and greet for 20 people, and a couple tickets to give away to. I want to give all that to you because you're the only rock station in town. Um, and I, I, I was, I couldn't believe it. That's quite generous because the mm-hmm. Foo Fighters were on the on the verge. They weren't what they are now, but they were on the verge of this skyrocket. Superstardom. Yeah, yeah, just they were. This this was. I think Dave Grohl referred to that particular tour as the biggest one of their career at the time. It was the biggest venues. I tell you which tour it was. It was the time they played the one in uh, England, the um, the giant O2 arena. Yes, the O2 arena, and sold it out, and it blew him away. It, he could not believe that he sold out England. Um, Jimmy Eat World was on the bill, and um, who else was on the bill? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, a Rise Against Jimmy Eat World and Rise Against and Foo Fighters. So great, it's a great tour. So we get to the we get to the show. And I meet, I get, meet the tour manager, whoever I'm supposed to meet, to, to get back to do this interview with Dave Grohl. Just me and Dave Grohl in a room. No handlers, no nothing. And I was, I was excited and a little bit intimidated because this guy was the drummer for Nirvana. Yeah. Which, which had already been one of the biggest bands in the world. And Kurt Cobain had already spit on my shoes at Battle Auditorium. On purpose? No, he just, Kurt Cobain was a spitter, and I was standing backstage on the side of the stage, and it was on me for being in his space. I didn't know I was in his space, but he came over and walked over and just went, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> right on my tennis shoes. <laughs> right on my shoes. By the way, he was an unbelievable laser-targeted spitter. <laughs> huh? What? He was a laser, he could, 
he could spit a wad out of his mouth that was organized and squared away and land exactly where he wanted it. Why? Yeah. He was a snot sniper. Just he was a singer. You know, he some was singers a snot are, sniper. Some some singers are spitters. They like to keep their <laughs> yeah. voice clear. Anyway. He had a flim firearm that could shoot whatever he needed it to. Yeah. So it was Dave Grohl. So, <laughs> so I meet the guy, and the guy comes and gets me, and he goes, okay, we're, we're ready for you. And we go to this room uh, backstage at the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center, which I'll never forget was being renovated at the time, and the room was just trashed. It, was, it wasn't even – it was just not finished yet. But it, whatever. It was me and Dave Grohl. So I'm standing there. I'm sitting there, and uh, Mark A.D. from Birmingham, who you know, Mark Lindsay. Mark yes. was there. Mark was our, my, my promotion director, and he was there as my handler. And um, Dave Grohl just was escorted to the room. The guy opened the door, and here comes Dave Grohl. And I was a bit taken by that. I was like, well, here's Dave yeah. Grohl. Well, here's you Dave get, Grohl. But you got to play it cool. Yeah, no, yeah. You can't show them that you're impressed. Because <laughs> then they, they turn on the defensive. They want to know that you're on their team. You know, not some super fanatic. Yeah, not like some freak. Because it was just me and Dave Grohl and Mark Lindsay in the room, and uh, I had just bought for this interview specifically. I ha- I went to uh, a store and I bought this digital recorder, which in that in that time t- that time was brand new. Mm-hmm. They were they were really really new, and I bought a digital recorder. I heard it on. I'd heard it on NPR. This is the one we use. It records everything in the room effortlessly. It's going to be the greatest recorder you ever buy. So I bought one. Still have it to this day. Dang. So I bought it. Put a battery in it. Put a SIM card in it, and I was ready for my Dave Grohl interview. Dave Grohl comes in. He's kind of sluggish. He goes, uh, "Hey," I said, "Hey, I'm Jimbo." You know, thanks for thanks for doing this. He goes, no, no, no problem. I'm, I'm all good. We drank a little much last night, so I'm a little hungover. So, I might <laughs> I might sound a little hungover. I said, no, no worries. So um, he sat down. I sat down, and I started the recorder, and started talking to Dave Grohl. And I asked him. I did ten Desert Island question, ten Desert Island albums with him. Strong. I did, uh, and he was great with it. I said, the band that influenced you most, he said Led Zeppelin, which I kind of expected. I thought it might be a punk band, but it was Led Zeppelin, which is always tried and true when you're talking to a rocker. Sure. And a bunch of other stuff. And then I had him do this. this <laughs> Mark Lindsay asked me to have him do an answer machine message for him. Okay. So I said, Dave, will you do, before we go, my 15 minutes were up and... Dave's handler was knocking on the door, so it was time for us to be over. And the, uh, I said, Dave, can you do a quick answer machine message for Mark? And I can cuss on this, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, this makes me really nervous because microphones <laughs> and cussing are – I've been in radio for 40 years. I, we just don't do this. But Dave Grohl goes – and I, I started the re- – the recorder was still rolling. I, uh, I said, uh, do your message. And he goes, okay. Hi, this is Mark's answering machine message. Mark's out sucking dicks, so he can't get your phone call right now. Leave a message and he'll call you back. Which, which is fantastic. But Dave Grohl. Did he say this is Dave Grohl? Yes. 
Oh, yes, gosh. he said this was Dave Grohl. And I died. Mark Lindsay was on the floor. He's in the room with you. Yeah, he was so on He's the, loving it. He That's wanted that so bad. So Dave leaves. And Everybody's laughing. He loves you. He was laughing. Good energy. Good, good interview. Dave loved it. I could tell he was smiling. Um, and the door shuts again. It's just me and Mark. And I go, we got to listen to that. So I press uh, stop and play again. The whole time I had the machine on pause. Hmm. It didn't record oh, anything. No. It recorded nothing. Oh, dead audio. I, like I said, the machine, this little device was brand new. And I thought hmm. when I pressed record, it started rolling. Oh, no. But when you press record once on this particular device, it was pause, check your levels, press it again to start recording. Hmm. I didn't read the book that came with it. <laughs> Because I'm a dude, and dudes don't read books about stuff. We're just supposed to know how to work. Did stuff. you even lose Mark's voicemail message? I lost it all. None of it was recorded. Hey, nothing was on the SIM card. Well, you're not going to be that guy and go get him, right? Are you going back to get that? Well, I asked. It just so happened that that, oh, no. that concert promoter was the Beaver for, out of New Orleans, Easy. who I knew. No, it's Beaver Promotions out of New oh. Orleans. I knew that guy. <laughs> so I went to, I walked down the hall. And I walked into the production office and I said, D- hey, you've got to get Dave back for me. Is there any way I can get <laughs> no! Dave after the show? Because now the show was on. Dave, Dave was on stage. The band was on stage by now. And I said, look, I, I have screwed up. I didn't record the interview. <laughs> you've got to get Dave back. And he goes, I mean, I'll try, but yeah, I don't no, no. know. D- Dave, this band is in the bus they're, they're one of those bands that the second the last song is over, they walk out. There's not even dressing room time. They hit their buses and go. <laughs> right. And that's what they did. So I never got them again. So, wow. yeah, it's all gone. I remember it in my head, and that's the only place you it is. you remember any of the Dave Grohl albums on a deserted island? Uh, no. I, I mean, really that was don't. one of the questions I was going to ask you. I do, I do three with a lot of people. Yeah. Now you're, I, know, I remember Led Zeppelin was his favorite band. Uh, his, uh, the band that influenced him most And I remember He trashed Mark Lindsay <laughs> He did a great voicemail for Mark Lindsay But he also He had a few Nirvana Not really stories Just pieces of info uh, About Nirvana that, would, that I found was interesting but, he, but I could also tell he Didn't really want to talk about Nirvana anymore At that time He was in Foo Fighters mode. Yeah he was in Foo Fighters was up and coming enough For him to know that this was going to be a thing now It wasn't just a fad Right so yeah, so um, yeah, I didn't. I don't have anything from that fifteen minutes with Dave Grohl. Zero. It's up in flames. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. I'm mad at myself. So uh, a brief time, you. Uh, I think a cool part of your life uh, is uh, you were out of radio for a while, and uh, you went back to something you love, and you started working on a boat. You're a dive instructor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Certified be- scuba. Yeah. I became a scuba instructor in 93. And I remember at this time there was a, uh, it was a time in radio that Paul might remember when it was becoming very corporate. We, we, saw, we saw corporate coming down the alley. Um, and that's figurative, figuratively, not literally, but we, we heard things about corporate radio. There were big companies buying up radio stations at that time. And we heard things like 
to do a promotion, you've got to call your home office and ask them if you can do it. And all these things like that. And this is, by the way, you're talking to a guy who used to work in one building with two radio stations in it. And all the decisions were made in that building. All right. Now you're telling me I've got to talk to other people in other cities to even do a promotion, to give away $100 a week, or whatever it was. And old guys like me were like, what? Wait, what? This is what I have to work in, this scenario? So I didn't, I didn't think it sounded good at all, and my contract was coming up. So I remember calling, or I remember walking up to my boss's office, Mark St. John. Remember him? I'd walked up to Mark's office, and I said, you know what? Look, can we go have lunch? So I took him out to lunch, and I said, um, I think I'm not going to come back after this, uh, when my contract's up. I think I'm going to be done. And this, again, this was 1993. And he goes, you know what? I totally get it. I, I, he wasn't sure about the corporate stuff either. Right. None of us were. But my contract, I was the one whose contract was up, so I could say I'm just not. I think I'm going to blow this off for a minute and see how radio goes. So I had just become a scuba instructor. The timing was perfect. And I, had, I knew a girl named Suzanne who worked on this boat, this, um, this cruise company called Blackbeard's Cruises in Miami. She'd worked there, and she goes, well, you need to go to work for Blackbeard's and teach scuba in the Bahamas. What perfect timing. Yeah. So I did. I mean, I call. I applied for the job, and and uh, they hired me. And after I my radio career was up, I went to the Bahamas, and worked started working on this sailboat, this cruise sailboat that it's called a liveaboard sailboat. That if you're a scuba diver, you you buy you pay a, a room for the fee for the week, and you go out for a whole week and dive the Bahamas. And I was the dive instructor on that boat. So, uh, on a boat when you're living on a an enclosed scenario like that it's uh, five pa uh, five crew members and 21 passengers if my memory's right and that's a really crowded boat mm -hmm. and so we we let the passengers go to what we call port night port night is a night where you take the boat into a one of the islands in the bahamas and the passengers can get off they can drink beer in the bar blow off steam buy t-shirts and souvenirs and whatever and just get them off the boat, get their sea legs back. So well, the crew also enjoyed Port Knight. And I, I, that week, had enjoyed a particular passenger. Was that? Uh, her name was, her nickname was Piglet. Piglet? I didn't name her that. She was in the Jim Navy. O? She was in the Navy. Jimbo. No, she had a Piglet tattoo. And I said, why, is, why do you have a Piglet tattoo? And she goes, well, that's my nickname. I got it in the Navy. Well, did you ever figure out why? No, I never figured out why. Jimbo. You're not with them long enough to know stuff like that. That's backstory. <laughs> you're you're You know these people for one week. You know what I mean? That's also part of li a liverboard diving. You know these people so for So she one was a, a single lady on the boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was with her girls. She was with her crew. So He didn't say that very convincingly. No, she was, she was with her girls. <laughs> So, Piglet. Did she have Winnie the Pooh with her? <laughs> she Are you Winnie the have, Pooh? She did. Did y'all search for the honeypot? Uh, I did. She didn't. Anyway, who was Christopher Robin? It's <laughs> it's uh. Here's what I remember from that night. A lot it's of a, linking. It's 
Um, Do you smell ham? <laughs> Bimini Beach. Bimini Bahamas. Bimini f- Beach? That we'd, our, port, our port night was on Bimini, which I is thought an island. that was like supercalifragilistic. No, no. Over there. Bimini, Bimini Beach. Bimini's the, boo. Bimini's the closest Bahama <laughs> to the U.S. That was our port night that night. There, wait, there's a single Bahama? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually two. It's South Bimini, North Bimini, but it's tiny. But I didn't know if you could have a Bahama. You can. I've just always heard the Bahamas. Well, it is. It's part of the collective Bahamas, but it is a Bahama. <laughs> Did you make that word up? I think so. It's just a Bahama. I think so. We're drifting, okay. I might have. <laughs> So anyway, a Bahama. We have a port night on Bimini. Yeah, you do. Piglet and I decide to take a oh, walk. Oh no! Oh no! We go have a couple drinks at a bar called the Complete Angler that Ernest Hemingway used to drink <laughs> the at. Complete Angler. Yeah. Ernest, Ernest Hem- Hemingway. He used to drink at it. Was he on the boat with you? I know this is probably the same time period. <laughs> you dick. No. No. Nope. Just to let you know, right, you were before him. Just to let you know a timeline. <laughs> he was long gone by now. So Piglin and I are taking a walk on the beach, and we decide to lie down. We got a little tired. We brought a towel with us. On the beach. Yeah, looking for truffles. Well, you know, it was a nice moon. It was a nice moon. Yeah, what? And. Uh, <laughs> You know, skinny dipping talk came up. and Skinny dipping? Yeah. And uh, ended up, uh, we skinny dipped. and Yeah, in the ocean. Yeah. Some local bah- Bahamians stole our clothes. Oh, no. So we had to hightail was it. Was it a Bahamia or is it, <laughs> it was multiple Bahamians? No, it was just, well, it was a Bahamian on a Bahama. <laughs> Who decided decided to steal our clothes because we were filthy rich Americans, as they oh, always think of us as. Sure. Which we were not. But I, I worked on a boat. Well, you mean all your clothes? Yeah. You mean all of them? All of them. So Piglin and I had to make our way back to the boat. Is she crying? Oh, she was out of her mind. Okay. Crying. Mad or crying? Both. A little bit of both, probably. So it's typical for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> typical for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, so we get back to boat. We get back you to the boat. To, do you just we, walk the beach? Huh? You're not going through back through the complete angler, are you? Oh no. Well, we we took the what we call the high road in, the, in Bahamas, which is there's yeah. two roads: the Bahamas high road, low road. We took sure. the high road, shortcut down to the boat dock, got back on the boat, and Piglet didn't speak to me the rest Did of the it, week. <laughs> Oh, you had to be out on the boat with her the rest of the week. Oh, yeah. No. Well, why is she mad at you? Well, she's just mad at the whole situation, a little embarrassed. Don't blame her. You know, the whole thing. Yeah, but she can't be mad at you. You should laugh that up. Yeah, she didn't. <laughs> I did. And with my boys and the crew, the crew the crew cabin. Was this night one of the week? No, it was like night three. We had four nights to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. Was that too early? Did you lock them to have four days left? Or did you like to, you know, close the deal closer to in the end of the trip? Yeah, the deal got closed that night. What's that? The deal got closed that night. <laughs> then you discovered missing clothes? Yeah. 
You, I was about to say, you didn't sneak back and then close the door. No, 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 no. Well, so that's sneaking way back, too much effort. Sneaking back was a nightmare, and she never talked to me again. So, and <laughs> and uh, well, you went skinny dipping. That was brave. Are you a bank walker? And we didn't know it. I love skinny dipping. <laughs> I'll do it anytime you want to. Well, do you know dip. what a bank walker is, Judy? Do you know what a bank walker? No, it's not the only time you skinny dip. Well, we're gonna talk about. The, see, Paul. This is why Paul here. He's thinking of another story. No, no. I'll, a bank. A bank walker is when everybody does skinny dip, and there's people that get in the water immediately, and then there's bank walkers, the guys who like to walk on the bank for a little bit and make sure y'all see what's going on. Jimbo, you can ask for another drink on the air. Oh, can I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is chaos. Hey, just put it in here, Paul. She said. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Paul. Paul. No, no. I was just, I was just wanting another drink. Yeah. Are we doing a shot though? Mine is. Yeah. No, no, that's not a shot. It was a shot put in my drink. No, but we're gonna do a shot. Running the night. Yeah. You running the night? Paul is running the night. No, this is how we get the good stories. Is CQ did this last time? He brought you shots in the middle of the podcast. I gotta put some water in this though. Can I get up and do this or? Okay, uh, let's bring in Paul for just a second. Who is my here? buddy Paul from college? A brief second. I've known no. Paul for a long time. Knew his, knew his family still. Good friends with his family. Uh, I love them. They're they're great people. Yeah. Love them. They're great people. I want to say that to your I mean, face. You- you put him over, son. No, Paul's great. Paul's good people. So Paul was over there uh, trying to whisper mouth to me before you, you made him be your your little boy and get him get you a drink. Um, well, I I didn't know if I could get up during the podcast. Give me a drink. Give me a drink, peasant. I didn't know I could be a. I didn't know I could get up. So Paul was over here telling us, that's not the only time he skinny dipped. Um. But you saying you love skinny? I'll dip, skinny so dip anytime anybody wants to skinny dip. <laughs> I don't edit skinny dipping. Skinny dipping. Look, I will go skinny dipping whenever you want to. When's the time you remember, Paul? Uh, I don't remember the date. We lived at a place called Olympia Village. Oh, God almighty. Don't tell that. Why? Why? Okay. Wait, Why? is this going to be with... I can't say her name. her name because it's Oh, weird. don't say her name. It's weird. No, don't say her it name. It's going to be one of those names. Right. Let's, ca- let's call her Samantha. All right. I can go with was that close? And, is that, I that's, forgot about that. Yeah. That's when I had to run naked back yeah, to the apartment. <laughs> All this running naked is a theme in my let's life. Go, let's go. go. Wait. Set it up. What happened? Oh. What happened? Well, what are y'all? We had ladies over at the apartment. Paul and I lived in the same apartment apartment complex. Okay. Next door. Yeah, next Two door. Feet apart. Next door to each other. They're across the hall from each other. Two feet next door. Apartment. Next door. We yeah. shared a wall next door. So we had ladies over one night. And uh, <laughs> I did we bu- all four of us end up in the pool? We did. Skinny did. <laughs> we um, did. The, what happened? Samantha and I. Did you say Samantha? <laughs> yes. Good. Is that's not her name? Is it? It's not her name. Okay. Good. <laughs> Samantha and I ended Just up. For the, I mean, I'll add it to that. What's her name? I don't remember. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You got to edit that. I know. I was just kidding. Oh. Paul. 
You have to edit no, that. No, I got it. She's probably married with a family. Well, it's too weird not to say there's two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was setting you up to joke, and then he said it. All right. Okay, so Samantha is the name. We'll go with Samantha. So <laughs> the four of us, Paul and his lady and me and my lady, ended up in the swimming pool at this apartment complex in Birmingham. <laughs> Wait, are you the are you the one that always instigates the skinny dipping? I don't know. Was I? I think it was mutual. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what about what about with Piglet? Yeah, I wanted to walk on the beach with Piglet. I didn't know we were going to skinny dip until she okayed it. <laughs> that means you brought it up. Of course, I brought it up. I'll always bring up skinny dipping. <laughs> I just said. Yeah. I'll, are you the guy that always says let's go skinny dipping? I'll just. You know, you throw the vibe out. I'll test the waters and see how people are. Well, I'll tell you, the waters are cold tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us three and my wife. It's water. Don't test them. Yeah, no, it's freezing. Don't test them. It's free. No, I'm out <laughs> tonight. Crazy. This is the one time in my life I've turned down skinny dipping. Um, anyway, we ended up in the pool at this apartment complex. Somehow, I don't remember you two being there when... You were focused. Samantha and I were focused drift, on our... You all drifted off on your own to the we, corner of the pool. Drift we're, away. Okay. Were you in the other corner? We were. Okay. And you failed to mention this pool was like, what, 300 yards from where we lived? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Straight it's long. So long. it's across the apartment. It's not even close to your apartment. By the way, this apartment complex, picture just a, the pool and then look up a giant hill to our apartments. Yeah. A giant okay. hill. So we so instead of taking the parking lot, the pavement, y'all would try to do the hill, right? Yeah. Right. So we'd walk down to the pool in clothes, ended up out of clothes in the pool, and um, I thought that this might be a great place to initiate hmm. some activity. <laughs> okay. What does that mean? Well, you get busy. <laughs> we started making out a little bit in the shallow end. I remember. I remember she was in the shallow end. In the well, she was positioned on the steps. Okay. Which was nice at the time. It Paul, was, where are you, Paul? He's in the deep end. We're in the deep end. Come on, yeah, in the deep sure. End. He's in over his head out there. Way. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God Almighty! I can't believe. Um, so she's on the steps. Yeah. So business gets done. Did you take our clothes? Business was being done. Being done. As we left, exit stage left. And you took our clothes. All everybody they clothes. took our clothes. <laughs> this is the second time my clothes have been taken. And it's all because of Paul. Correct. This time. This time. This time. First time at Bahamian. I feel like Piglet. He has I never Piglet. met Piglet. I feel like he spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Bahamian time was way before right. Paul. <laughs> so you take his clothes. He took, took clothes. all of our clothes. Everybody. So we had to make the winter hell walk. From the pool back up that giant hill, both me and her. The winter hell walk. Yeah. Well, it's just a hell walk. Whatever hell was walk. Was it cold? No, it must have been summer. Was it summer? I'm sure. I it hope was. so. It must have been warm. <laughs> uh, it must have been warm. <laughs> yeah, because the Saturday before we did an I 95 pool party there at that pool. <laughs> oh, we did. That's right. <laughs> oh, I forgot all about that. We did pool parties that summer. And then yeah. that, that remote wrapped yeah. up when you used to just go really skinny did. dip. It really did. The <laughs> <laughs> station promotion is, quote, I don't edit skinny dipping. I don't. I never turn it down. <laughs> I will never turn down skinny dipping. 
I can't wait for people to start offering this to you. Well, you can't offer it in, in unreasonable times, like daytime. and. <laughs> It has to be nighttime after we've had a few cocktails. And you, know? you can't be kidding. You got to be serious. Oh, yeah. Skinny no. dipping serious. If you're going to say skinny dipping, we're getting in the damn pool or the <laughs> lake or whatever it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did that story make sense at all? Yeah, it was the same thing. You, you keep getting your, you keep getting naked and your clothes getting stolen. <laughs> Twice. The theme. Bah- Bahamas. You never had a third. Olympiaville. No, not. I have never had a third. I got control after that. <laughs> control? He had a skinny dip, Paul. I'm thinking there was a time at Blue Water Park. Paul. Or lots the of Sammy's times. Dancers. Lots of times at Blue Water With Park. With the Sammy Dancers. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, I ran Blue Water Park for a while. Blue Water Park is strip club, not Sammy's, right? <laughs> no. Blue Water Park is a scuba quarry south of Birmingham and Pell. Like a bit of Blue Water Park. Splish Splash, fellas. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, so I could be wrong. Uh, I could be. Wait, so you, so you know. I know I skinny dipped to Blue Water Park a lot of times because I ran the place and had a key. I thought that was really cold water. Uh, no, up top, up top in the summertime, it's nice and warm. Okay. In the wintertime, it's cold. That's not adept for skinny dipping. No, just stay up top. You want warm. Stay up top in the in the pool. You'll be fine. <laughs> Under the moonlight with a cocktail, it's all good. Is is that place still in existence? Yes, sir. So this was this is all just we're having a game. Allegedly reported them. <laughs> no, right. I'm saying that's a fact. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I skinny dipped at Blue Water Park multiple occasions because I ran the place. Is that <laughs> is that the one? That had the parrot that you tried to teach dirty words? The parrot what? The parrot, the bird. The oh, yeah, hands. same place. Yeah. What was it? Well, I tried to teach him War Eagle, but he wouldn't learn War Eagle. So then I tried to teach him Fuck You, and he wouldn't <laughs> learn Fuck You. <laughs> what was it? What kind of bird? A blue and gold macaw. <laughs> macaw. Named Spanky. So you just walked around every day saying Fuck You? Yeah, with, with him on my shoulder. Did you say it? Kind of like a bird would say it? Yeah. Like he would Fuck never- you. <laughs> Fuck you. And he would never learn it. He wouldn't learn Wait, it. That's what your bird was? That's why you're not saying it in good bird tone. To my knowledge. I thought you'd go, Fuck you. <laughs> to my knowledge, he still doesn't know Fuck you. And I taught Fuck him. Fuck you. For five years, I ran that place. Fuck you. And all I did was say, Fuck you, and an eagle around him, and he never learned it. you. What? He doesn't know how to tell the lady, right? Wanna go skinny dipping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did the bird ever tell on you for skinny dipping? Yeah. Like, nope. see you late at night? Nope. Tell the owners? Nope. Did you love the bird? Nope. I did not. Why not? I you tried to. on your shoulder. I tried. I did. He loved me. He loved me. Birds bond for life. But I did. This is like the world. This is like the world. We love you, and for some reason, you don't love us back. I do love all of y'all. What you do didn't you like Piglet. Now you don't like the Bacall. I loved. I thought me and Piglet were going to be a thing. <laughs> I could have sworn we'd be a thing. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I swear, I thought we were going to be a thing. Really? I pictured it in my head. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because you were the first guy she probably skinnied it with. You were yeah. the only one, probably. You think? Yeah, I'm sure. Might have been. <laughs> now that I think about it, might have been. <laughs> no, 
Uh. <laughs> All right. Another great story uh, that we couldn't believe we didn't get to, but uh, is your um, your Jimmy Buffett story. Mm. So, you, this, this is back in your radio days, yep. and you're at Oak Mountain Amphitheater, correct? Paul, were you at this? Were you at Jimmy were you Buffett? you at the Jimmy Buffett show? Might have been before your time. I don't, I don't think so. He's mixing a drink. He never got time to study I you. I don't blame Just him. Just running the night. He's running this thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Jimmy Buffett. So here's that story. I think it was Terry Watts, who was our promotion director at the time, had a great idea to have a... Jimmy Buffett was coming to the Oak Mountain Amphitheater. By the way, let me just tell this before I tell the story. Jimmy Buffett, or the Oak Mountain Amphitheater was brand new. It was called, the back then it was called the Coca-Cola Star Series. Mm-hmm at the Oak Mountain Amphitheater, and it was brand new. And um, the promoter that promoted all the shows at the amphitheater was was my great friend, Tony Ruffino, who has passed since then, so rest his soul. But he, he asked me to uh, be the announcer at all the shows at the Oak Mountain Amphitheater. Can you come out and bring on the bands at the amphitheater? So sure. I said, absolutely, I will. So... Um, what I would do is go out there and they would give the, the tour manager would give me a piece of paper here's whose tickets are on sale here's who's coming up All right. whatever the schedule for the amphitheater can everybody settle in make some announcements yeah yeah and then yeah, go exactly. rock for the headliner so here comes Jimmy Buffett which was enormous that time, at that time this was the 80s so the parrot heads went crazy. The place sold out, and um, Terry Watts, the promotion director at the station, decided we should have a pre-party at a bar in Birmingham for listeners, for listeners, for winners, for tickets. We parrot gave away heads. T- let's get together and yeah. spend some money. Let's have a let's drink fruity, uh, you know, boat drinks sure. and and get ready for Jimmy Buffett. So Maybe we had skinny the- dip. You never know. <laughs> Any time. <laughs> When it's warm enough. So uh, we go to that party, and somehow I'm the host of it because I was the night guy on I-95 at the time. It was just my 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 gig. He hosted a lot of parties, didn't he? I did. I did host a lot of parties. So I'm hosting that party. Listeners are having fun. Everybody's getting a little bit tipsy. And then Terry had another great idea to get on a to, – to have a bus to go from that party – to the Oak Mountain Amphitheater, mm-hmm. to the Jimmy Buffett show, and on that bus was a keg of beer. Okay. Where we all got a little more drunk. So, by the way, the plan, before we get to the meat of this story, the plan is after the concert, y'all all hop on the bus and get dropped off at a restaurant? No, no, we were going to have a, a barbecue, a cookout backstage behind Oak Mountain Amphitheater. After the show? Yeah, after the show with Buffett and his band. Is this like 1 a.m.? Uh, well, a we cook didn't, out. We, we, yeah, a little party back, back behind the the stage. So, uh, back to the bar. We all get on the bus. It's time to go to the Oak Mountain Amphitheater. Fence to the left, fence to the right. Let's go. Right. We get on the bus, and everybody starts having beers after we've already had fruity drinks at the bar yeah. at that place. So, by the time we get to Oak Mountain Amphitheater, mm-hmm. I. Am shit housed. Okay. 
drunk. Like and I knew it. Brother. I knew it in my head. I thought, you know what? I got to get in front of this crowd. And I've had way too many beers and a lot of rum drinks. And I've got to sound, you know, you got to, you got to be normal in front of people. Okay. So I remember going backstage, going up to the ladder to go up on the stage and I was handed the piece of paper. Here's what to say. Bad companies on sale. Whoever it was, blue or whatever band it was, was on sale. And this was $15 and that was $17 and this was this. So I kind of pre-read it. And then the tour manager came up and he goes, okay, you're going to walk out to the center of the stage. That's Jimmy's mic. Don't touch it or move it. Hmm. I said, sure. Because I'd heard that before. You hear that sometimes when you... When you bring bands on, you hear, don't touch the mic. So I was fine with that. I was like, yeah, no problem. So it's time for me, and I walk out on stage, and the lights come up, and the crowd's clapping and whatever. And I said, "Um, hey, I'm Jimbo Wood from I-95. Welcome to Oak Mountain Amphitheater. Coca-Cola Star Series presents Bad Company next week. You know, tickets are 17 bucks, whatever it was. And I was doing this whatever the paper said and I realized I wish you could see me right now because I realized I was leaning down about a foot trying to talk on this mic I was yeah. I was hunched over typical the mic stands way too low and yes it's, you're trying to lean into it to make sure everybody can hear you correct and my internal monologue I didn't say this I didn't think but my internal monologue was God damn, this guy's short. <laughs> and it turns out that I actually said it. Because <laughs> I was... I was on all the speakers at Oak Mountain. On all the speakers. Thousands of people in attendance. Including the ones Jimmy Buffett could hear as right. he was preparing to walk on stage. Correct. He is standing there with his good time band or whatever. Oh, was he and ever? And you said, quote, God damn, this guy's short. <laughs> so I realized, I heard it echoing from the back. Back then, Oak Mountain Amphitheater had a grass section. Yeah. It wasn't so it was many lawn, seats. Yeah. yeah. So I could hear it popping off uh, the back of the mountain people there. people laughing? Oh, they loved it. They clapped. <laughs> oh, no. They thought it was hilarious. Guess who didn't think it was hilarious? Oh. Jimmy Buffett. Oh, JB. Yeah. He, he's not happy with short jokes. Mm. So was he shorter than you? Oh, was he ever? So I walked off. I, I you know, good night. Get ready for Jim. I was told to say it was on the piece of paper. Get ready for Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. So I said that, did my job, walked off stage. And if you ever are on stage and you walk off stage, you know it's very dark on the sides right. of the stage. The, only the stage is lit. The rest of it's really dark. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking over here, and I see a really tall guy and a short guy with a guitar around his neck. And I'm like, well, well that must be, that's got to be Jimmy Buffett. I hadn't met him yet. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what he looked like. Sure. I mean, I, I didn't meet him at that show, but I was like, well, that's that's Jimmy Buffett. And I walked over, and I, was, I thought I was going to get accolades for a great introduction. Because oh. the Coral Reefer Band was now walking out and starting. Oh, yeah. And Jimmy was going to do his big entrance. Yeah. And Jimmy goes, I, I wish you could see this, too. This was, should be visual. He tapped me in the chest, and he goes, I want you 
the fuck out of here. <laughs> and his big, gigantic <laughs> security guy happily escorted me out. Yeah. And I'm not talking about off the stage. You went back to the lawn? Didn't go back to the lawn. Where'd you go? I went outside the gate. <laughs> outside the gate. <laughs> well, what? your whole parrothead party's still in there for the cookout. No, right? everybody's there. Terry Watts, they're all having a ball. <laughs> what did what you did you know? That was funny what he said about the whole thing by short. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. See, I had nowhere to go with the so you're bus. Like, you're like lonely guy. I went to the bus. Outside the fence, and everybody is literally six feet away singing about cheeseburgers in paradise. Correct. <laughs> and me, I'm on the bus that we came in, Little waiting for everybody to come on. Let's just go. Did you sober up? Did you pass it? Oh, yeah, it was awful. What did you do? It was awful. Oh, no, I think I went to sleep for a little bit. Yeah. You were that. It was, it was awful. What happened? Did everybody ask where you were? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, they all stayed in and had a good time and had, had a good party. All right. I'm the only one that got kicked out. And um, Once you got back to the bus, you know, just, was it a quiet ride back? or? No, nah, it was just me and the bus driver. Hey, what are you doing here? Uh, I got kicked out. You know. Kicked out. It's harsh. Oh, it's bad. It's bad because I felt like for a long time Oak Mountain Amphitheater was my home. It was my home concert joint. And then you and the bus driver just went skinny dipping? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> for the record, no. <laughs> for the podcast record, no. Was his name Samantha? <laughs> For the podcast record, no. Uh, I think I might have gone to sleep till the hoopla started and the party came back on the bus and we all just had a great time. Where were you, Jimbo? Yeah. You know. What uh, was the, what was, so you were drunk there. Was that the drunkest you've ever been in a concert? A hundred percent. Well, uh, I had to be in, I should have not have ever partaken. <laughs> I had to play a role at that show and introduce all the stuff. Yeah. And I failed. At, I mean, I did that job, but I was... I was too intoxicated to do it. I shouldn't have done it. Paul, is there any? Was you don't you weren't at the Jimmy Buffett show? You would have remembered that. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar. What's drunkest one? Maybe you were there for. Me and him. Yeah. Oh, I had to be Hank Jr. Hank Jr. Montgomery. Oh, in Montgomery, Hank Jr. Yeah, definitely. We we both worked at Y one hundred two in Montgomery for a minute. Okay. And Hank Jr. came, and um, somehow we were. A pop station, but somehow we got incredible hookups to the Hank Jr. show at the Municipal Auditorium. Was it in Montgomery? I think so. Was that the name of it? I think so. He probably went skinny dipping with his <laughs> assistant or something. <laughs> Damn it! Him and Bo Cephas. <laughs> Quit holding on he to the skinny dipping. He probably had a lady assistant and Jimbo you went and Bo dipping. And she was like, I'm going to hook y'all up with 17 rows. I'm not going to deny that, but I don't think it happened. Anything's but it might possible. Have. All right, so you got to hook up. Hank Jr. Yeah. What so year is this? This is 1984. Uh, oh, he's, he's four or five. No, we weren't. Much no, 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 sorry. I'm wrong about that. 1988, nine? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. He's rocking. He is, he's Hank no, Jr. Hank big, Jr. is, man. no, he's huge. Big. He is the man. Yeah. Municipal sold out. Whatever it was, was a packed house. And we walked to the backstage entrance, and we had, somehow we got these, what, we, what you call in this business, God passes, which is a pass that goes, lets you go anywhere. 
So we go and we find Merle Kilgore. Merle Kilgore, which is? Hank's manager at the time. And Merle Kilgore, in his day, was a country singer. But he ended up not being too successful, so he he, uh, became a manager. He became Hank Jr.'s manager. So Merle escorted us to Hank's bus of all places. You never met Mel before this night. No, 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 but he was gracious and kind and generous and sweet and all those things. And he was very, don't you remember him, Paul, being oh, super was great. nice? And he said, hey, I want y'all to go on the bus. Hank can't wait to meet y'all, you know. And we're like, well, we don't know Hank. We're going on his bus. And if you know anything about bands, the tour bus is sacred space. Yeah, it's sacred ground. Sacred space. Because if you're up on there, you're supposed to be vouched for. Correct. And that's your room. That's your, your hotel home, yeah. room. It's your house. It's everything. Your, everything. So we just were sent right up to the bus, and I was like, wow. Wow. And um, Paul and I at the time were younger <laughs> and a lot more adventurous. <laughs> that's putting it mildly. And... Uh, I think we may have snorted bourbon. We did. What's that? We did. We I think we may have snorted it. Like you well, snorted had, laughter, uh, like while you were on it. We got we got sort of college. We kind of sort of got tired of drinking, hmm. so we developed this habit. We would pour some Jim Beam in a, that white cap, and we would snort it up our nose. Huh. Just like a, a a key bump or something. You Pretty just hold much. one side and yeah, then just shoot it right up. Yeah. We wanted it to hit the brain faster. Yeah. That's how, the place we were in. How much to get you to draw that right now? Oh, no, zero. <laughs> Not going to happen. Does that even work? Does it work? Oh, yeah. Oh, it works. Oh, it, it works. works. Oh, it works. Don't try this at home. No, this is. We were professionals. <laughs> we were professionals. Don't try this so at Hank home. was doing. Nor did Jim Beam. Yeah, we did. And Hank was doing a sound check at the time. It was just Paul and I on the bus, wasn't us, it? Me wait, wait, no, none of the people was on the bus. No, nope. nope. none of the people. Were so on the Hank bus. comes back from sound check. And Hank sees us snorting Jim. You're mid snort. Yeah. And Who he goes mid snort. He goes, Which hey, one? hey boys, what are y'all doing? And, Is that your Hank Jr.? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what Hank said. What did he like. say again? Do he it. said, hey boys, what are y'all doing? Why are you doing? <laughs> you got Jim Beam in a straw. I don't think he'd ever seen it. Oh, I, I didn't picture a straw either. That was a straw. I don't think anybody had seen it before. <laughs> Did we invent it? Me and you. <laughs> Man. We were a little adventurous. We were. How many, like, is a normal shot a, a shot? A cap full. A Jim Beam cap Just a cap full. Just a small cap. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to all do it. You don't want to get crazy. Just a cap full. So Hank starts. Crazy. Wait, Hank's got a show to do, but he starts snorting Jim Beam. He's not it. snorting it. Yeah. Yeah. With us. Oh, yeah. You're snorting now. You're snorting bourbon. With Hank Williams Jr. Correct. On his who all's in on the snort game? Y'all three? Are y'all yeah. the only main? Was anybody else in there? Just us. No band members or anything? You think he saw it and didn't try? Hank. <laughs> yeah. Oh! I mean, what a great line. You think he saw it and didn't try? This was, the, this was Hank in the 80s. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> he had everything else to snort. He was like, Bo, see. Oh, he snorted that too, I think. Right. <laughs> I can't. I don't have any proof. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm guessing he might have snorted all that other stuff too. That particular night was Jim Bing. Yeah. So 
All my rowdy Hank friends. has to go out and do a show, and he did it shithoused. <laughs> and it was because of did us. Did he bring the house down? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, he's Hank Jr. Don't you want to see that when you see How Hank? How is a hangover from snorting Jim Beam? Uh, uh, I'm sure it was the worst. I'm, I don't, you don't remember. remember it? Probably my my oh. mind my mind uh, deleted it. You know what I mean? Your mind your really mind deletes bad. bad times. <laughs> really bad. Really bad. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> and don't leave out the fact that he was like an hour late going on stage or chanting people are leaving. Oh yeah, no. in the tour bus yeah. snorting. Yeah, right. We were yeah. drinking because of us. Yeah. Yeah, but if you had an artist today that was an hour late, how mad would you be? I, if I was snorting bourbon with him? <laughs> no, if you were in the crowd, like us, peasants. Oh, no, totally pissed. See, these are the days of no-show Jones. George Jones started not showing up at concerts, right. not being there, so people were right. pissed. So, and back then, a concert ticket cost 15 bucks. <laughs> Let's don't forget that. Today, it's 115 bucks. Right. right, it was 15 for Hank, and the same time period as you were going there. That's right. You could do $7 and go to the Roman Coliseum and let them fight lines. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly the same time period. Jar party. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Gas was fifty cents. Yes. Or you <laughs> could do what I did and, and pay nine dollars and watch Triple H throw um, mankind through a dead gum cage to the floor. What do you mean? Yeah. No, I, that was a wrestling thing I At watched. At the Bell Auditorium. <laughs> At the Bellwell Auditorium. Yes. Tojo Yamamoto. Who? <laughs> huh? Tojo Yamamoto, I baby. I just like the way he said it. He said it rocking. He did. Tojo, Tojo Yamamoto. I think y'all skinny dipped together. <laughs> <laughs> we did See, not. For the He's record, to run this damn we night. did oh, not. Man. That was Paul. For the record, we did not. <laughs> Look, she's just waiting on this story. What? She heard her preview, so she's just waiting. What, what are you waiting on, Paul, Paul, Paul brought up a story. I don't know. I don't know if you are going to want... About what? About a lady. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to want to tell it, but... What story is this? So, well, it's a lady, and uh, apparently y'all, you were hosting another party. What party? What are we, we talking about? We were, just, we were just participants with... Parents. Oh, oh. 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 This is also back Hang in the on. 80s. All right, so this is in the 80s. In the 80s. You know what story he's talking about now. Uh, first of all, everybody should know that radio music directors have a representative, just like doctors have medical um, representatives, you know, like uh, uh, drug reps. Drug reps well, yeah. Y'all had your own drug reps back then. Well, no. Well, we did, yeah. but not <laughs> this time. We had. Uh, record reps that would come in and and try to get us to play their records and uh, sometimes we'd go to lunch and we would do extra things tell you about what's going on and who's coming up and here's their next one hey let's go to lunch and talk about this next band yeah his band at the time was the Wang Chung Uh, everybody have fun tonight remember yeah I think that's no he was there for I know why he was there he was there for Kenny Wayne Shepard Okay. That's right. You were the music Ken, guy at I ninety five. That's right. I was the music director. I was the music director at I ninety five. And Ken, Ken Chip, uh, his dad, was a radio guy from New Orleans or from Louisiana. So we had a lot in common. Okay. So we had we had a big talk before the show, and 
Kenny came on and played a great show, and it, it was fantastic. Kenny was a kid at the time. Kenny Wayne Shepherd was probably 18 or something, just a teenager. Oh, Blair! <laughs> yeah. No, he was a kid. He was doing great. He was, he was burning it up. And he shredded that night. Yeah. It was fantastic. So, afterwards... Uh, should we say that name? <laughs> Probably not. He's out of the business now. Let's edit that out. BG. So afterwards, this guy named, what do you want to call him? BG? BG. We'll call him BG. He's a record guy. He's a, he's a record rep for, for, the band, company. for the band that was there. And um, BG goes, hey, what do y'all want to do? And we're like, well, we, went, we had something to eat. And then BG decided to... Hmm. Employ a uh, an escort for the night. Excuse me. Is that a good way to put it, Paul? It's a good way. He he decided to employ an escort. It was How on do him. How find these people? Well, he yellow found pages. Them. Yeah, <laughs> yellow well, pages. Back then, yellow, yellow pages, pages at the yeah. phone booth. We had a phone book back then. <laughs> and they had escorts in there. Yeah, it did. Oh, sure. So, I'm shocked. Last episode, because your high school had a smoking pit. Now you can just go call escorts in the yellow page. Under E. We did. Under E for sure escorts? Sure. I was wondering. That was my next question. The three of us had a pay phone with a phone book. Mm. So, uh... <laughs> this is classic. He said, um... We need one right now? Yeah. He said, I got a lady coming up. Let's go to the room. So, Paul and I and... BG. The record rep go up to the room and we're waiting for the lady. Just y'all three. Yeah, just us okay. three. And we show up, or, show, or we're up there, and we're having a cocktail or two, and all of a sudden, the knock on the door. How'd it go like again? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that second one was a hard knock. All right. It's, uh, it's not a pretty lady. <laughs> huh? It's an older, older lady. You're being kind. Paul, you remember. Yeah. Wasn't pretty, was she? <laughs> Oh, was she what pretty? do you mean? She wasn't pretty. Was she was kind of road horse. She was farmer face. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, she was a farmer. What does a farmer face mean? Uh, that's a woman with a real thick, leathery face. She had she had basketball teeth. Who frowns all the time? Basketball teeth. With that final four. No. Uh, the final four. <laughs> She didn't huh? look good. She shouldn't have been an escort. <laughs> was, she, was she built like a brick house? No. Uh, what was she built like? Uh, she was built like a... Ten pounds of sugar and a five-pound sack. Okay. All right. That'll do. Huh? Uh, she proceeded she, wait, to... She, is she larger or is she just ugly? She's older than we expected. She's <laughs> larger than we expected, and she's not as attractive and as we much expected. uglier than we Yeah. <laughs> did y'all look under you for, for Barry's escorts? We didn't look and anything. I mean, for Barry's BG money. BG looked up. <laughs> for, BG okay. found her. For BG's right. money, she was not good. <laughs> yeah. BG had a checkbook, and she wasn't what we thought was coming in but, the door. Or what did, even he was surprised. He didn't like... Oh, all of us were surprised. Okay. I didn't know if he was doing it as a rib. Like, he wouldn't even participate. No, no, he wouldn't no. sat across the He room. wasn't doing it as a joke. Like, I know where you're going. Got this girl coming up. No, nope. no. He thought. He she, was disappointed. As he well. had as much faith in this as we did. <laughs> so uh, here she comes and she goes, the first thing she said, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Remember? Remember? 
Yes. Why? Yeah, this night. Did she say why? We're not sure. This she night, just said that's what she needed to do. We're not sure why. That night, that night as is soon as she walks in the hotel room. First thing she said. This is. Where is she bathroom? <laughs> I think she stole all the shampoo in the. Might have. Is this, is this BG's room? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So y'all get to go home after this. Correct. Yes. So uh, <laughs> she does whatever She's in she. In the restroom, are y'all giggling now? Going what's happening? Yeah, I'm, we're, I'm like, happening? this is my first like, time for this. This like is awesome. Boys. Did they always do this? This is great. I thought it was fantastic <laughs> at the Paul, time. What are you doing over there, doing? Did you you didn't know about these ladies? No, I didn't know. No, we, we were both inexperienced <laughs> with this. <laughs> we weren't sure if business was going to happen or if we were going to. You didn't know. We no, didn't know what we to just do didn't with know. her. We didn't know what to do with the, her. Like, what do you do with her? This is the excitement of the night. She's we didn't here, know. and there's three of us. What do we do? It was great. We were in our 20s. We, we had no clue. How old's BG? 20, late 20s. Say, older than us. a little us. bit older. But not not older than us. Okay. Not much. She's a party crew. So uh, hmm. she comes out of the bathroom. She goes, I'm ready. She's ready. <laughs> wait, and she let, wait. Hang on. So she lays down. Wait. She lays down on the bed. Prone position. What was she wearing? What was she wearing? Anything? No. You you forget she told us that she had a special talent. Oh, oh that's right. She, that's <laughs> Did right. Did she come out of the bathroom naked? I'm yeah. so glad Paul's here. He remember yeah. that, that detail was so important. Special talent. She came out of the bathroom butt naked. Okay. That was her getting ready was derobing. Right. Correct. Or cleaning things. What, oh. Who knows? Who knows what she was doing? Oh, God. Well, she might... Who knows how many dates she'd been on that uh, night? You know. She crusty? She might have been on dates that uh, night. We don't know. We don't know. We it's don't know. Job. It's her job. We're all new to this. We sometimes do two or three jobs a night. <laughs> Even us, you and me radio guys, we sometimes visit two or three places at a time. I don't edit skinny dipping. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so she comes down... She comes out of the bathroom... Butt naked, and she makes there, her. By the way, was there a? I know you were disappointed when she walked in. Oh yeah. Was there more disappointment? It wasn't like, well, oh. hey man, she's gotta go. No, it was saggy and gross, Ooh. flippy, and it was nasty. Flippin'. There was some sags, roast beef, in places. <laughs> roast beef. <laughs> like roast beef <laughs> everywhere. Roast beef. <laughs> Turkey neck. Roast beef. <laughs> turkey neck. Turkey neck. I remember that. That did come up. What do you mean? Somebody's, is Paul just saying it? Yeah. She can she hear it? Yeah. She yeah. didn't care. No. At that point, she's been paid. By the At way, that point, yeah. she had not gotten her By the money. way, before she asked to go to the bathroom, <laughs> gave her a big wad of cash. I didn't know what you were about to say there. BG. Yeah. No, yeah. no. She'd been paid, so she didn't care what was going to happen the rest okay. of the night. So... She came out butt naked, laid down on the bed, and me, the naive idiot that I was, I thought, well, we should go and lean down by the bed and see what's going on. Lean down by the bed. Well, she might, she might need us close to her. We, I didn't know what she wanted. I didn't. Did you know what she I wanted? I had no idea. <laughs> but, but she had a special talent. She, she did. <laughs> so she, so, <laughs> so she, she juggle. No. Well, yeah, sort of. She, uh... Juggle! She started to, These um, balls? Is that what you're about to say? Well, she started to entertain the area. Her area? Yeah. Herself. We had no part in this. She entertained her area, and she... 
told stories while she did it. What, what do you mean? Remember the story about her son? She was entertaining him. She told a story about her son, remember? Her son? What do you mean? Just my son's coming home from uh, whatever. It's a full service entertainment. Just Wait, the whole time? <laughs> yeah. She was busy. <laughs> Yo, Entertain, you, mean you know, she was entertaining the area. What's she saying? <laughs> You're getting off on this. Now, wait, wait, now, now, picture this. BG. Someone's coming out! Oh, no, is it getting on her like that? Or is it it's oh, no. slow talk right No, no, there. it was on her. It was on her. her. By the way, it took her no time to go from zero to six. I'm off tomorrow! <laughs> <laughs> it took her no time to go from zero to 60. No time. And at this point, BG has become so disinterested. He's sitting across the room in a chair, like reading oh, the book. Oh, so the guy with He's watching TV. He's turning the TV on. And meanwhile, you're in a catcher stance. Me and this one, we're leaned I am over. leaned up against the bed. <laughs> we are leaned on one knee? over. Yeah. Paul and I are like. <laughs> BG must have seen this a million times. He must. This must be his part of entertaining. <laughs> Radio people. We didn't have backstage passes. We had front row seats. Yeah. <laughs> so Paul and I are like, "What is happening?" You're on one knee by the bed. Yes. My elbow, my whole arm on the bed, and all of a sudden, she is goes, she wait is she like legs behind her head? What's she no, doing? she's completely prone. Yeah. She's entertaining herself. <laughs> and stories. All, Stories about her son and things. I'm not sure exactly what it was. It was more stories. Hey, hey, and then it doesn't matter. The stories don't matter. Because about that time. In mid story. She exploded. What do you mean? What do you mean? She sprayed the room. (laughs) With what? Without, I'm not sure what. Essence. Essence. Good call, Paul. Essence. (laughs) Hey, she squirted things. Out of her special place. What do you mean? No, just liquid. Oh, uh, an thick, organized stream. Thick liquid. That went feet. Thick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out of her <laughs> vag that landed on the floor. We could hear it splash on the floor. Like Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Projectile. Hey. We heard it hit the floor. She had a special walls. talent. Some of it came on Did my she, arm. On your arm. Your arm. But my arm was on the bed. Did she give you a warning? No. 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 That was screamed her. like schoolgirls. What is that? That was her special trick. Well, by the way, you screamed, what is that? Yeah. I did. Oh, I'd never seen it before. I didn't know about squirters. No girls could do that. Who knows about squirters when you're... I didn't know about squirters. We didn't know girls could do that. No. I didn't know squirters back then. She peed on you. I'm not sure. I'll tell you this, though. Whatever she put on my arm, whatever landed on my arm because it sprayed on my arm, was the stinkiest shit (laughs) in the history of the world. And I took four showers and it didn't go away. You you didn't cut your arm off. It No. I kind of liked the smell of it because I was like, what? (laughs) What is is this new smell? I was fascinated that women could make this smell. I wasn't sure if it was pee or was it skunk stuff? What was it? Skunk? Hey, here, smell my arm. Yeah, I did. 
I did that for a few days after. I went, hey, smell my arm. It was still on there days later? Yes. No, no arm, but let me tell Five you showers story. minimum. It if didn't... you had to give like three ingredients to that smell, what would that What was the smell? What the ingredients? Skunk, pee, and shit. <laughs> I mean, do we all know the two holes are close? You have, like, afternotes of oak or something that makes you wanted to keep it? No, I was... Straight up rancid? I was fascinated that a human could make that smell. Crawlspace? That smell like crawlspace? It didn't have anything to do with crawlspace area. This was different hole than crawlspace. It was special. Well, that's, that's called a butt, Jimbo. You got pooped on. Well, wherever she... You said different hole. Whatever she sprayed... Like a fountain. I mean a projectile fountain. And in a bizarre direction for somebody who was laying prone, it she was laying in a bed and hit the other wall. <laughs> How do you so do she that? She was on this bed right now. Did it hit the TV? Yes. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. that's six feet away. Right no, down she the middle. Hit it. She hit it. Right down the middle. Perfect shot. <laughs> Major what's, league home run. What's it doing when it hits the wall? Is it like... Oh, I don't know. We left. Is it like a run? Is it like a drip? She had uh, to go. Did it flip down the wall like one of those wall walker things? You no. know, like a sticky thing? Slick would run. And by the way, after she sprayed, that was it. She got right up and left. Wait I'll see y'all. Thank you very much. hurry back. My boy's almost home. Y'all got any more money? I'll stay for a little bit. And the whole room smelled. And oh BG my God! Had to well, stay he had to stay there. BG, yeah. BG no, had, had to stay. Sleep. And I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you the truth about this: we haven't heard from him since. <laughs> huh? He quit the business. We. Uh, I went after that night, or you just know he's out of the business. I know he's out of the business, and it might have been. How after close to that? Super close. close. No, close. Well, he that was, and, and we drove him crazy. We drove literally. Him. We drove yeah, him. We what do you mean we drove him crazy? Just it's we, we were friends, just, music directors at competing radio stations. We drove him. Hey, I'm going to do this, but don't tell Jimbo. Sure. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Hey, Jimbo, I'm going to do this for you. Don't tell Paul. Him against himself. Yeah, you know, medical rep. Picture a medical rep between doctors. Right. It was the same thing in radio. It still is the same thing in radio. We're going to do this for you, but don't tell Jimbo. Sure. I won't. Right. Oh my gosh, Jimbo! Don't tell Paul. Sure, right? Put <laughs> there. Uh, I don't know what we should do. Should we end on that? I think that's about. That's all I got. I man. usually say we should stop before we get embarrassed, but I think we passed that. Oh no, <laughs> we. We. Or we could go out on one thing. I thought about. Hmm. We could get the video out and do the audio with it, and have you light a fart, for all what? time's sake. Oh. Die? I don't really have done, a fart. You haven't done, you haven't done that for him. No, no, but he I'm claims not. he's a master, master. Oh, am I not, Paul? Am I not the greatest? Am I not? How many farts have you seen in life? Hundreds. Yeah. He's no, like, uh, remember Gene Simmons with the, with the. <laughs> was it Gene Simmons that shot the fire out? With yes. His yeah. There you go. Right there. I don't out of, know right out of his butt. I don't. butt. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of parties. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Wait. So do you Open want the ground to go? I got a special talent. <laughs> Let me go to the bathroom first. No, I just, I'll just light a, hey, if I'm comfortable enough with the crowd, I'll just light a fart. But I don't have so, a fart right now. 
Why not? I mean, in front of everybody, like like just with no warning, one. just drop to the ground, I, legs I, up over his head, when I his have, butt. If I have one, I will light it in front of you, and or I'll tape it if it's just me by myself, and you can edit you it. You can't. In you can't figure out how to tape that and light at the same time. Hey, you can't uh, even push record. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I might can work it out. We'll figure it out. I can I, tell you, I still light farts to this day. Are you serious? What? <laughs> Are you, Are you serious? serious? Yes. How does it not go back in you? Is there no background? There's no, no, there's no background. I didn't take his pants off. No. No, you can't take your pants off. Never light a fart with no pants. That, that sounds like the voice of experience right there. Yeah, it it is the voice of damn experience. <laughs> Why? Because balls get burnt. <laughs> oh, especially now. Especially now, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> huh? Balls get burnt. Oh. Learn that lesson. Take that one home with you. What do you think about burnt balls, Judy? That's nasty. Isn't it? <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> if you've ever smelled it, you can't it'll be stuck on your arm for a week. <laughs> like squirted lady. Yeah, you can't wash yeah. it off. Mm. Well, we got to figure out how to get that. We didn't even, we, I don't even know. Did we tell you you had a booger wall in college? Oh. Did we? My God, mm-hmm. for God. Booger wall. You yeah. had a booger wall, booger Judy. Wall. What? The booger wall screws. Yeah, when I was in school, I was in uh, uh, Napier dorm. And uh, freshman, ev- senior, sophomore. Uh, freshman in Fuller dorm. Napier was uh, probably juniorish. Junior, senior year of college. Yeah. You have a wall. Had a wall. Room three hundred something, three something. Yeah, the last year you lived in those apartments. Yeah. Very loud. That's right. This was before the apartment. So, uh, yeah, when, if I'd wake up in the morning and pick my nose and have a booger, I'd oh, wipe gosh. it on the wall in my closet. What? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Years and for a year. Hey, they uh. they couldn't scrape them off. They'd, <laughs> I'm they throw up. I went on. <laughs> I went to that dorm probably 15 years later, and I went to that room. The kid that lived in that room, I said, hey, <gasps> can I check your... I need to go, and I've got a thing in this closet. Can I get it out? Hey, and I rub my hand down the wall. It's still all there. They just painted over. Well, they just painted over your boogers? Nobody got a paint scraper. Nobody got a scraper. So it looked like, like a popcorn ceiling, like a texture. They might still be there today. Oh, my God. I'm not sure. What? Completely forgot. you got to make you question everything. What is this wall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look. look. I believe they I believe they dialed E for escort too yes. on these walls. That's more than one. That's more than one person. Uh, I'm so glad y'all brought up my delightful past. <laughs> what You're a life a I've led. You're a rock star. What a life I've led. Who's went skinny dipping with Piglet? Cussed out Jimmy Buffett. Uh, didn't record Dave Grohl. And snort. Go, snort Bourbon with Hank Jr. Snorted some Jim Beam. Huh? Sure did. Nobody's sure did. got that. He's got that in a song, by the way, Jim Beam. He's got that. He's got that in a song. And, you, and we did some stuff with uh, Ario Speedwagon too. What's that? Wait. Oh, we sang. We sang backup for him. For that on the bus. Whoa, 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 uh-huh. whoa! We got a lot going on here right at the end. Mm. Yeah. You thought you was about to put the mic down, and Paul said, "Time out about Ario." Uh, You'll have to tell that story. All I remember I'm is. Sure, I can. Singing back, uh, we sang. Ario Speedwagon did a promotion when they were they had the high fidel high infidelity album, mm-hmm. and um, they said get a backing choir, 
and you can sing backup vocals to the song. Keep on rolling, keep on rolling, bro, whatever that song was. Okay. I remember. And they said, pick some winners, let them come back and sing. And so we didn't. We decided not to pick winners. We wanted to do it ourselves. So me and Brad Regal and a couple other folks from the station decided to be the choir. And so we, at the time, we were escorted on stage, REO Speedwagon's playing, and we're the back, we're, we're singing where the choir would sing backstage, and we just did the best harmonies in the history of the world. We did the greatest harmonies, because we were all, so we practiced okay. it for two weeks. And um, we sang, 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 escorted off stage, it was great, we were high-fiving each other, and the lady who was supposed to videotape it, Marcia, didn't press record. She dang rolled you. That's a theme in my life, isn't it? <laughs> Running naked with no clothes and not recording stuff. God almighty. I need to press Paul, record. What happened beforehand, Paul? Well, before, they rolled into town from wherever they came from at about one in the morning. They invited us on the tour bus. Jimmo? Mm. Do you remember what he's going to say? I don't. Tray with straight razors. What? Ant man full of some stuff. Big mound. <laughs> Guys, oh. it's self service. He says. Snap. Kevin Cronin. Mm. Guys, it's self service. Mm. He okay. went skiing. Oh, uh, okay. Skiing's yeah. always fun. Yeah. Skiing. And then, well, no wonder y'all were hitting the harmonies. <laughs> y'all were feeling right, son. <laughs> you were in rock star mode. A little extra step. If I recall correctly, did we not helicopter into that show? Uh, what do you mean? We literally flew a helicopter. What do you mean, helicopter? No, no. Um, we flew in a helicopter. What? In a, into that show. Well, I thought you were being a smartass. No, no. <laughs> we we landed a helicopter backstage. And For what? Just because we knew the helicopter pilot. <laughs> so you're showing up Aria Speedwagon. Yeah, we took the Mount the Mount Olive exit off 65 and went to uh, Dick Parker's place and he flew us to he flew us to Oak Mountain Amphitheater in a helicopter. I mean it was REO Speedwagon. And then we it's sang we sang with REO Speedwagon. That's a hell of a night. Back when they were a thing. Yeah, that was a That's that, a hell of a night. It was it was good. Okay. It's good. It's good times. Man, I've had a good life. I didn't realize how much fun stuff I've done until I talked to you about all this. Yeah, so quit being a grumpy ass all the time. <laughs> well, I have to get up at four in the morning, so all right, that's anybody who gets up at four is grumpy. All right, speaking of, we've got to do a show tomorrow. I know. What time is it? It's midnight. We're going to take seven more shots, and then we're done for the night, buddy. God Paul, mighty. thanks for sitting in and uh, helping us re rehash it. Big Booty Judy in the house, uh, having a beverage. Uh, Jimbo, thank you, brother. Man, I, I really like this. You reminded me of some good stuff. Paul will think of some more and we'll have part three. No, there's no part three. No. No, he can think of some other ones. Oh, that's easy. I'm done. Easy, no. I'm done with no. part three. No. We haven't even talked about the lake house at Montevallo. See? We Montgomery? Montevallo. Lake house at Oh, oh. Oh, the Montevallo. Oh, no, God. We got some stories. Well, there was skinny dip in there, see? too. <laughs> God Almighty. There sure was.
Want to hear more of Casio in between podcast episodes? You can listen to the Jimbo and Casio Morning Show live 6 to 10 a.m. Central on therocket951.com. In the last like year or two, people have been calling, and I even got one of these calls last year, where it's a number you don't recognize, you answer, and then they say, you know, they make it sound official, like they're with the IRS. So anybody who gets that call all of a sudden is like, oh, what? Mm, the know. IRS? That's the one. Well, then yeah. I, I can just tell from the way the guy's talking, like, this dude ain't with no IRS. Come on, get out of here. Yeah, you just have to get woke about it. You gotta, you have to be, you have to be on your toes. Wait, what did you say? Jim, what, what, what just happened? What Jimbo, you, what'd you say right now? What's going on? I said you have to get, get woke about it. Jimbo just used woke. I let him listen to one rap song, and now he's from the street. <laughs> listen live online or download the Rocket app for your tablet or smartphone. Just search WRTT Rocket ninety five point one in the Apple or Google Play Store.